If you would bow your head for a quick word of prayer, that would mean a lot to me. I appreciate it. Gracious Lord, thank you for today. We thank you for our assembling. We thank you, Lord, for the ways that we are able to further grow in our relationship with you. Bless our time together. Allow it to be meaningful. Where two or three are gathered, you are in the midst. We thank God for that. We're grateful for that. We ask your presence in Christ's name. Amen. I am glad to stand before you another day, another opportunity. It is always good. I have a special preamble before I begin. Um, over the last month or so, I have been going here and far, near and there, um, preaching the gospel. Um, I'm preaching 200 sermons for our 200 year anniversary coming up. And so this is sermon 10. So we are 5% on the way. So thank God for one thing at a time. Um, for the time that's ours to share, I'd like to share with you from this thought, saving us from ourselves. Saving us from ourselves. I'd like to read the gospel again. I'd like to read the gospel into your hearing. It says, the true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. This has to be one of the saddest commentaries in the Bible. Maybe that is why it is there to help prop up the good news. How can humanity those who did not begin themselves, those who are not able to sustain themselves, how were they able to look at the God that created them and not recognize their creator? That has to be such a frustrating thing if you are God. How can I give life to something? How can I sustain and care about, give my own essence to help save these people, yet they are unable to perceive me in their midst. Now, I know it's Christmas time, and if you're a parent or a grandparent, you know what it's like to have a child say, can you buy me? Can you buy me? And then you save your nickels, you put your money away over the course of the year in your Christmas fund, and you go online, and then you buy a said gift. Said gift is given to said child. Child plays with it all of seven minutes and then leaves it. The frustration of all that work, all that effort as a gift given and that gift given being almost unrecognized by the one who's receiving. This God is seeking in this text to save us from our own estrangement save us from our own sense of disassociatedness from ourselves. If I am unable to perceive God in my own midst, I am, it's very difficult for me to perceive my neighbor. And if I cannot perceive my neighbor, it is almost impossible for me to act justly with someone I cannot see. God is not coming in this Advent season to make us feel good. God is coming in this Advent season to confront us at the thing that seems to be most human in all of us, and that is estrangement. Ask Adam and Eve about this estrangement. They had a good life. 
all they had to do was caretake of this beautiful garden. But it seemed as if something creeped into their ear and wisdom that wasn't quite wisdom began to mask itself as wisdom and then they began to seduce themselves to the point in which they were estranged from the God who gave them the garden. And ever since then, the biblical narrative goes on and on as it shows us that God has been in active pursuit to save us from this estrangement. And so now in this Advent season, awaiting this Christ to come, waiting for the Lord to come and save us from ourselves, we are left with a choice. The text says, to those who believe, they were given something. But that meant there were those who were unable to believe, those who remained estranged. You think you're preaching to a tough crowd on a Sunday. Jesus, the incarnate word, was the preach word to the tough crowd of the cosmos. As there were some who believed and there were some who did not believe. Now, I could be frustrated if no one believed, but if some were to believe and some were not to believe, I would be frustrated because what have I not done if I am God that has not drawn out their allegiance and their sympathy? I cannot even get them to align themselves with me. So what must I do? I am showing myself, making myself visible in this Advent season. I am word made flesh so that those who were unable to perceive previously have no excuse. How does God save us from ourselves? God makes God's self present in our midst so that the possibility of belief is evident. We are gathered today because we believe. We are gathered today because we believe not only as, yes, Jesus came, but we gather today because we believe that God is yet working in our midst. We are working while we're waiting, while we're battling the forces of estrangement that seem to be in the DNA of, of humanity. We are still actively pushing forward with faith, knowing that if we continue to make ourselves available to God, even at the points where we cannot perceive God working, the possibility of joy is on the horizon. I dare you this Advent season to be excited, not because you're going to receive something from someone, not because your boss will take your white elephant gift from you at the Christmas party. No, you should be excited today because you know that the joy that awaits you is within your reach. The God that's been calling you from creation is now perceivable in your vision. Will you not behold? Will you not embrace? Will you not receive the gift of God this season? It waits for you. Do you not perceive?